connecting your faith for great works. Because I believe things are going to change for you in this season. Not because I say so. But because you're going to pray. You're going to speak. You're going to declare. You're going to fight. Until every door you want to see open, open. Until every healing you want to see fall on you, fall on you. Until the things that you desire happen. Because everything is in your mouth. Everything is in your faith. Do not rely on men. Do not say, Pastor didn't do this for me. Or my leader didn't do this for me. They have their own fight. They have their own wars. We are all in warfare. And, and, and when I wake up, I see my beckles. When you wake up, you see your beckles. But the difference between the two of us is how we're going to pray. The difference between the two of us is how we're going to focus on winning the warfare that is between our lives. You might find that I become victorious, but you don't. And it's not because God has favor with men. God is not a respecter. God is a listener. And, in, and you have, if you have nothing to say to him, what, has, what is he supposed to react to? If, if you don't say anything to him, what is he supposed to react to? Because remember, we're living in a place, in an atmosphere, where you wake up in the morning, but when you wake up in the morning, many other things rise up with you. Many other spirits rise up with you. Many other enemies rise up with you. Many other ailments rise up with you. Many other discomforts rise up with you. So many things rise up with you. But you are the person. You are the spirit. You are the power of your life. And, and if, if you are... If you are if you are low-hearted all the time, if you are low-spirited all the time, then all the other spirits will always be overcoming you because you are down and they are up. But we have to raise our standard now because we have to learn to connect now our faith to the greater works of God. We've got to learn to connect our faith for greater works in our lives. So I want to start with the scripture that we all know. And this is in John 1 1. Because we, we have to understand this. So if, if you haven't bought a Bible, I suggest you download one on your phone. Because you need to see the word all the time we talk. Now, when you go to Genesis, the Bible says. In the beginning, God created and, and, and he began to speak and create. And, and he came to the point where he says, let us make man in our own image. Us was him, the word, and the Holy Spirit. Him, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The three made you become their image. Say, let us make men in our own image. So, John was writing to everybody now. 
after Genesis, and he wrote this. And he said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning, when the creation started, in the beginning was the word. So the word was there. Without the word, nothing would have happened. So the word was there in the beginning, and the word was with God. God was with the word, and, and the word was God. And, 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 and the word was God. So, so everything that is God is the word. Let's go to verse 2. He was with God in the beginning, the word. Verse 3. Through him all things were made. Through him all things were made. Somebody say all. So, so everything was made. Through him all things were made. There's nothing that can be made that the word has not made already. Everything was made. We might only discover things we don't know that were made a long time ago. But everything has already been made. So everything was made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Verse 4. In him was life. So in the word, there was life. Let there be. And everything that he said came to pass and had life. So the word, the word has life. The word is not dead. When you speak the word, when you are speaking to somebody, you can either boost them or you can either hurt them because there is life in your word. It, 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 it affects people. The word you speak, it affects things. It, it affects the atmosphere. It affects when you speak it over healing. It is the power to heal. When you speak it to distress, it has the power to distress. When you speak it to destroy, it has the power to destroy because it is alive. It is the word. It has power for what you choose it to do. In it was life and that life was the light of man. In the word of God there was light. And, and that light was the, the light of man. It, it, the word in you the word that God has spoken, the word that you're supposed to pray is supposed to bring light in your life. So, so every dark thing that you have to fight for, every dark thing that you have to disperse, the power, the weapon you have is the word of God. Every life you desire to have, every life you want to see change in your, in your situation, the life of it is in the word of God. So if you're not using the word of God, if you're not speaking the word of God, if you're not praying the word of God, everything is on standstill in your life. So when we say, let us pray, you must find a power that gives life into the things that you want to see happen. There must be an excitement because you are praying life into situations that are dead. 
you are praying life into your dead financial situation so if you're not praying breakthrough in your finances you will always be broke always complaining never seeing change so if i want my life to change in my home i must begin to fast and pray and declare war against that dead life over my finances and it must change and let me tell you the word of god is powerful it can never fail when you are serious It can never fail when you have faith. Faithless prayers don't bring change. Okay. So this light must shine in your life. Now, there's an innate innate power in the divine word of God. When it's coming out from your mouth. And it it has an effect to the end of what you want to see. There's a power. See, some of you here are alive or have come to where you are because there was a mother or a father who prayed for you. Who prayed for you from their belly, not 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 useless prayer. They cried for change in your life. They cried for something to happen in your life, and those things happened. But when the button stick was passed to you, you let the flames die. But it's time that you pick up your button and you begin to pray because change is coming into your life. God said to Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 1 verse 9, when, when Jeremiah was assigned to, to speak to the, to the Israelites and, and bring change into them, Jeremiah was refusing as a prophet, chosen prophet by God, to, to speak to the Israelites when, when things were not in their right places. And, and God said, I want to send you, Jeremiah, to speak to my children. And, and Jeremiah said, I can't speak to your children. Who am I to speak to your children? And God said to this to him. Let's see, let's see Jeremiah 1 verse 9. So Je- God was preparing Jeremiah to, to begin to prophesy things of change into the children of God. So he says, then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. The same word that said, let there be. The same word that created. Now I've put it in your mouth because you're going to speak words of change into people's lives. Verse 10. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms. God is appointing him and he's saying, you know, I'm not appointing you over Israel alone, but over nations and kingdoms because there's going to be warfare. The enemy of my children you shall speak over. The, the friends of my children, you shall speak over. Your word shall speak over all things. I've appointed you over nations and kingdom to uproot. 
I want that raw word to uproot. I want that word to take out the things that people don't need. I want that word to bring change when you speak it. I'm not giving you a sword. I'm not giving you a gun. I'm giving you my word in your mouth. And that word will give you authority over kingdoms and nations. All you need to do is to close the door and pray. All you need to do is to speak the word. So I'm telling you today, this morning, that God has appointed you in the same way for your life. You've been appointed. You've been appointed over nations. You've been appointed over kingdoms to tear down, to destroy, to overthrow, and yet again to build and to plant. You build what you want, you plant what you want, and you see the word grow and change your life. Because God has appointed you. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm appointed. You see, you don't get excited. But, but, but when there's an appointment and, and, you, you, and you go for an interview and they tell you today we will appoint you as. Do you know how you come out of that office? Today we will appoint you as chief something something. Today, when you go out, you go and tell people. I got a job. Today I was appointed. But look at the church that is appointed. How sad it is. Look at those that God has appointed. How, how, how sad they are. How, how they cannot use the authority of the appointment. Tell your neighbor, say, I've been appointed. Somebody's going to say, with pass. Say, I've been appointed. See, things are about to change in your house. Things are about to change in your life. You've been appointed. Things are about to change in your life. There's no more time for crying. Things are about to change in your life. There's no more time for complaining. Change in your life. I've been appointed. If I've been appointed for my life, I'm going to tear down. I'm going to bring down things. I'm going to destroy things. I'm going to wake up in the morning and speak the word. Life must come into my situation because God has given me the word. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to declare it. See, a lot of people I want to say to my wife, a lot of people, when they look at us as pastors, wherever we go, they think that we are well off. Seriously, that's why you don't know me, so, so you don't know what I'm saying, maybe. But a lot of people think that you're, you're well off. Let me tell you something. We are not well off. The only thing that makes a difference in our life is that that's the only thing because I got to call what I want I got to declare what I want I got to ask God to do what I want for my life when I look back and I see him do it I want to pray again I want to pray some more I want to pray for somebody because I know this word has power so it, it taught me and, and I was taught to connect my faith to the great works of God
That if I want to see God change, I got to pray. And I told my wife, we will never ask money or anything from anybody because that's a lack of faith as far as we're concerned. I'm not saying don't. I don't know where your faith is. But that's, that was our line. If, if we're going to ask, then we're canceling that. Because if God has put his word in my mouth and I believe it, and my faith is strong about it, something must happen. Something must happen. So, so I always joke with my kids, and I say when I pray, I always see a bee. When that bee comes, something is coming. That's what I always say. So we've been praying. So last week, me and Michelle were standing in the ground talking about something. From nowhere, one bee just stood on a piece of paper. We were looking at it and said, you see, you see the bee, Michelle? Something is coming. I said something is coming. Something is coming your way. Jesus is the word. Now, Jesus is the word. And Jesus being the word, he was trying to explain things to people so they could understand. So he would say it in parables. So I want us to look at the parable that Jesus spoke that you all know. And this is Matthew, in Matthew 13 and in verse 3. Matthew 13 and verse 3. So it says, Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Now, he was speaking many things in parables, but he, but he spoke this parable too. When Jesus was always trying to explain something to people, he would use the parable and, and, and draw a picture, a, a, a simulation so that they could click and understand what he was talking about. So this time he's talking to them. He says, a farmer went out to sow seed and, and, and he's trying to explain the power of the word. He's trying to explain the power of the word. It says, a farmer went out to sow seed. Let's go to verse 4. As he was scattering the seed, some fell among the path, and the birds came and ate it up. So, so he was, the word was being given to people. The word is being given to you. And, and it falls on you. But, but you think you heard the word at church, but something picks it up. Some, some, some spirit, like a bad spirit, picks it up and, and, and eats it from you. And, and you don't have it anymore. You had it, but you don't have it anymore. It has been eaten up by something. Somebody's going to hear me this morning. Because the word that you're going to have has to sit in you. Has to link in you. Has to become a part of you. Has become, it has to become life in you. It has to become faith in you. It has to sit in you so that it produces what it has to produce. Because it, if it's eaten by something, then it's, it serves no purpose. Let's go for five. 
Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It was looking for soil to, to grow in and put its roots. But, but, but it, when it was trying to go into the soil, it met rocks. It, it met rocks that blocked it from becoming stable. So you're going to search in your life. What are the rocks in your life that are making the word of God not grow in you? What is, it, what is that rock that makes you not to believe? What is that rock that makes you not to believe? What is it that's so, that makes you so hard that you cannot accept that God will do it? What is that rock in you that makes it so hard for you to believe and trust in God 100%? What is it that makes you doubt God so much? What makes you not have faith that God is going to do it? What makes you miserable when you're in trouble? What makes you cry? What makes you give up? What is that rock? What is it that keeps on rocking your life and makes it hard for you to believe. One time you're saying amen. One time you can't even say amen. One time you're so excited about God. One time you, you can't even want to see the church door. What is he that keeps you in that seesaw kind of thing? Why can't you flow? What is it that making you fail to flow? Because Satan knows that if you just had the flow, things will change in your life. So he's going to keep on making you find places that are so hard. Let's go six. But when the sun came, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Seven. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plant. It grew amongst that word was choked. It, it fell onto thorns. Thorns that choked the plant. You can imagine the plant that is growing amongst thorns. Everything piercing it from every side until it dies. So everything just thorning you up all the time. Thorns. Thorns, you know, things, thorns take out the word. Just, just, just have faith now, uh, 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 Pastor, and let somebody thorn you. you know. No, no, thorns just take out the word. Thorns, they just take out the word. Husband and wife, yo, yo, yo. The thorn, the, you forget that you're Christians in the house. When the thorn just goes, shoo, ah, whoa. The, the thorns, they choke it. They, they choke it. And, and the devil enjoys that time. And, and he brings more thorns. <laughs> he claps. Come on, guys. Thorn each other. Come on. Thorn each other. And, and there's no word in that. All the children see is thorns. Thorns. And imagine if there was no thorns. Let's go on. Eight. 
Still other seed fell on good soil. This, this fell on good soil. Look what good soil does. Where it produced good soil has production. Where it produced so when the word has fallen into you and your good soil, there must be produce. There must be produce. As long as there's no produce, check the soil. If, if the finances are not changing, check the soil. Check the soil. Check the soil. Some, some of you just need to learn to tithe. Check the soil. Check the soil. Do you trust God? Check the soil. When it fell into good seed, the crop had 100, some 60, some 30. Now you see the difference of the produce is, is, is the difference in faith. Bigger faith produced 100 fold. Second hand faith produced 60 fold. Third hand faith produced 30 times. But there was produce. There's always something coming your way. Now, how many of you have the word? How many of you know the word? How many of you pray? So, all these things have been given to you, but all you need to do is to check the soil. Because things are about to change in your life. God has not come to condemn you, but he has come so that you have a better life. And you're going to have a better life. And this season, and I'm always declaring to God that God, make them see your glory. In this season, just make them see your glory. So when, when, when we pray for you, when we pray for you, and, and something happens in your life, I, I want you to hold on to that. It's, 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 for your, it's for your connectivity to know that God can. And then when it has happened, do it for yourself. When it has happened, do it for yourself. You, you, you've seen that when we pray, things happen. So pray. Why, why do you have to wait for the pastor again? We pray and things happen. So pray. Because God is going to do the same for you. And then you're going to pray for somebody too. When you realize that prayer has power, you line up your family and you pray for them and things will change in their lives. Because you've been anointed, sorry. So, so there's, there's power in the word. There's power in everything that you're going to do in your life. Because God wants you to have produce. Know that if the word is not in the right place, in the right soil, it doesn't produce anything. Even if you think you have it, because of other spirits manipulating it, it becomes useless unless it falls into good soil. So as a believer, we need to press right now in this season. We need to press even before the end of the year. Press on into, into a cry for answered prayer. When somebody's going to hear me. There, there's going to be a change in our church. We need to press on now. You, not, not in church. 
You in your own life, me in my own life, we need as harvesters to press on to answer prayer. Imagine a church with people with answered prayer coming through those doors. The work will be different. The language will be different. The attitude will be different because we all come into a God that we know that changes our lives. The God that has made things change in our lives. The God that has changed your life. So look back and see what the Lord has done. Look back and see what the Lord has done. Don't take him for granted. You are good soil. Look at what the Lord has done. The seasons are different. When your season is good, God has done good. When your season is bad, God has kept quiet. The soil keeps changing. But that soil has once produced. Every one of you here, that soil has once produced. God has once, twice, or many times done something in your life that is extraordinary. Whether you fluked it or not. <laughs> but God did it. And, and when you look back at why God did it, it was the attitude of your prayer. Because when things are hard, that's when people pray. I don't know why. I don't know why. When, when things are okay, you say let's pray. You see people doing what they're doing in the morning. Things are okay. But, but let the landlord say you're coming out of the house in the afternoon. <laughs> you are the first at church. When, when brother, brother Joshua is interceding, you are moving. Because there's trouble. You, you are crying. You are kneeling down. You, you, are, you, are, you are praying, man. You, you are praying. And that time you're good soil. And <laughs> that time you're really good soil because God can hear you. God can hear your cry. And I tell you, God will answer that prayer. Because he says those who come to him, those who call upon his name, they shall be saved. So I don't want to pray only when I'm in trouble. I want to pray to create. I want God to create the, the life for me that I want to live. I want change in my life. I want to live a life that I want to enjoy because I'm going to call God into it. Sometimes when I'm coming out of my yard, driving my car, coming out of the gate, and my neighbors are driving, rushing to work, I smile. <laughs> and I say, these guys, God, they've got, they've got accounts with, with banks for their cars. I don't, because you gave it to me. It, it was 100% you. And I can fold my hands here and say, thank you, Father, for, for making me good soil. Because I see the produce. 
I see the things you've done for me. I look back at my house, it's full of people. Because you did it. I'm not working for anybody, but you did those things. I go to church, I step on the ground that you paid for because you did it. I see the things you've done all the time because of prayer and word. So I'm going to live in that life so I don't know who wants to join me. Because we're going to connect our lives into the faith of God so God can change our lives and in the word there was life. There was life. There was life. I saw it from my pastor. I looked at him and I said, this man has never worked in his life, but what? look what the Lord is doing for him. I'm going to emulate that. I'm going to follow that. And the very thing he did to him, he's doing to me in different ways but the same way the same God because I saw it from somebody and that person taught me and I took it to say my life is about faith my life is about faith every believer's life is about faith so your life is going to change Your life is going to change. This is your season. This is your time. Change is in your mouth. Even right now, even today, change is in your mouth. See, where there is Christ, Christ is the word. Where there is the word, there is miracles. Where there is the word, there is miracles. Where there is the word, there is miracles. Why do you think we have fake Miracle pastors, they know that in where there is a word, there's supposed to be miracles, but, but they emulate them because people are hard, so hard to believe. Then they manipulate you and they bring their magic into it and they begin to do stuff so, so that you, you, you believe what you know, but you believe seeing it. So you start, instead of doing it for God, they do it for their own glory. Then they begin to manipulate you. Then they say, follow me. Uh, so, so if you want me to pray for you, Mr. Ansley, uh, please bring 10,000 rents tomorrow and then you're queuing, queuing in the bank to, to go and give that man and yet God says take out that man I've put the word in your mouth pray and see me do that because I'm not a respecter of anybody you can pray And I'll change your life. Where there's Jesus, there's miracles. Where there's prayer, there's miracles. Say I'm a miracle worker. Say with Pastor, I'm a miracle worker. I want you to clap hands for yourselves. Come on, just clap hands for yourselves. So, so, So we prayed. Every prayer is still there. She prayed it this morning. Our wall. Our wall. We, we put it together. Somebody broke it. And now the mission to, to make it happen. And we kept praying. We kept praying. Guess what? Guess what? Our wall is up. It's complete. God's side is done. Why? Why? Because you kept praying every Sunday. And what did God do? I'll tell you. You don't know. God went to Amika. 
When you were praying here, declaring that every Sunday, God went to Amika. Amika did not hear your prayers. But he came on Sunday and he said to me, oh, Pastor, why, why is the wall still there? And I said, because you're not there. And he said, okay, uh, uh, please call Brother Joshua. Brother Joshua, please look for people and stuff. So I'll give you the money tomorrow. He did not, he did not hear your prayers, but God sent him. And the wall is standing. You did not know where the man was going to come from. But it came. You don't know where it's going to come from, what you're praying for. But it's going to come. God has got people that he will use around your life to make things complete in your life. All you need to do is to have faith and pray. Don't try and figure out how. God knows how. And he will do it for you. Let us look at Luke 5, verse 25. Thank you, Brother Amika. The wall is up. God bless you, sir. Luke 5, verse 25. So Jesus is the word. And the word came and dwelt amongst the people. And the word was speaking to people, speaking life into, <coughs> excuse me, over people. So this cripple, Jesus speaks over him. Immediately he stood up in front of them and took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Verse 26. Everyone was amazed, gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Everybody, where God was, where the word was, everybody was amazed at the things what the God was doing around people where the word was. Where the word was. So, so I'm telling you now, today, if you have faith in the word, God is about to do an amazing thing in your life. You don't hear me, uh, Jesus. God is about to do an amazing thing in your life. God is about to do an amazing thing in your life. If you have faith in the word, if you believe in God right now, God is about to do an amazing thing in your life. If you are going to change your attitude and begin to pray knowing what is in your mouth, God is about to do an amazing thing for you right now. If you know the God that you're saving and you believe in him, God is about to do an amazing thing for you right now. Now, wherever Jesus was, amazing things happened. People said we've seen amazing things. You are going to see amazing things in your life. You are going to see amazing things in your life. You are going to see amazing things in your life. You are going to see amazing things in your life. You are going to see amazing things in your life. You are going to see amazing things in your life. You are going to see amazing amazing things in your life. You're going to see amazing things in your life. You're
you're going to see amazing things in your life. You're going to see amazing things, amazing things, amazing things in your life. You, if you believe, you are going to see amazing things in your life. If you believe, you are going to see amazing things in your life. You are entering a season of praising God. You are entering a season of truly praising God. This praising God that is mediocre is going away. You are going to see amazing things. You are going to close the door. You are going to praise God like you have never praised him before. Because God is about to amaze you. Because wherever the word of God is, wherever Jesus is, you are going to see amazing things. And Jesus is waiting at your door. Behold me and my father, we stand at the door and we knock. You will see amazing things if you believe. If we can learn to open that door, you will see a season where you will be filled with awe. A feeling of reverence where, where, where you find yourself kneeling down on your own, oh Jesus. Just kneeling down on your own. But like I said, we need to rise up to a greater faith. To connect to our faith and the spirit. We have to be in the spirit of God. Let us look at the scriptures as we go towards our closing. Second Corinthians 3 verse 7. So Moses wrote the law for the, for the children of Israelites and anyone who could not follow that law found themselves pushed to the spirit of, of death. So, so there was no Jesus at that time. There was no forgiveness of sin. Because if you could not follow the law, then you're in trouble. So, so Paul is writing, says, now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters of stone, came with glory. So when Moses was reading and had been praying with God, glory fell upon him. He, he, there was glory on him. And, and, and the children of Israelites could not look at him because of God's glory on him when he was carrying those plates. There was glory because he, he was in the presence of God. He had been in the presence of God. And remember those laws that he had written were for him too. And, and he was carrying the law that God had given him. And because he had been praying, being in the presence of God, glory was upon him. So Paul says, which was engraved on letters came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily at his face the face of Moses because of his glory fading though it was because it was going to fade away. Verse, verse 8. Then it says, Will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? He's asking a question now. He says, If God could do it at that time with Moses, what about this time when the Spirit is on you? The spirit of the Lord is on you. Will. Not the ministry 
of the spirit will not the ministry of the spirit if the spirit of God is on you and, and you're praying will not the ministry, the works of the spirit be more glorious now in your life are you not going to see God's glory in your life now you will you will the ministry will show that the spirit of God wherever you pray there's, an, there's, a, there's, there's a presence mm. when you pray sincerely when you're in prayer sincerely when the church is in prayer sincerely there's a presence God is alive there's a presence a, a, a ministry of the spirit of God begins to manifest the Spirit of God begins to go forth and do exactly what it hears you say. Glory is going to manifest in your lives in this season. Because you're going to pray. There's a day you're going to shut the door and say, I'm going nowhere. It's my day for prayer. Change must come into my life. Watch and see what the Lord is going to do for you. Change is going to come into your life. That business is going to expand like never before. The things you desire, those plans are going to come to pass. Because the Spirit of God is going to take over. And in 2 Corinthians 3 in verse 17. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 just down. The scripture says, Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, the God is spirit. And where the spirit of God is, there is freedom. That word freedom is liberty in some places. Liberty, freedom. This is a state of being free within society from oppressed restrictions. Caused by people behaving around you or caused by the political situation. Freedom comes. I don't care. I put my word in your mouth to uproot, to pull down, to destroy, to build, and to plant. So everything, every wish that has been trying to work against you, they fall. Every satanic force trying to come against you, it falls. Every person trying to work against you, they fall. Everything trying to hinder your blessing, it falls. Because liberty, freedom comes. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I must be free. Who is holding my finances? Who is holding my finances? You work so hard. You toil, but money just doesn't flow. Who is holding your finances? There's somebody somewhere holding your finances. You don't know how witches are. The, the, you give them money, they take that money, they go and fold it and do their own stuff, and you work so hard, but you never get breakthrough because somebody has tied it down. But you don't need to become a witch yourself. To go in and untie it. 
this ministry of the spirit the ministry so all you need to do is pray close the door and pray and the ministry goes <laughs> i always want to say god i wonder what the ministry does when it meets demonic powers <laughs> i see a movie like my my spirit that god sends on my behalf it's got seven guns slings and he kicks the door then he finds all those demonic spirits sitting on table and he says today is your day and he kicks them all kicks them all kicks them all and they go and have a meeting outside they say no guys let's leave pastors with the spirit that God sends on his behalf, ah, just let's leave him. Just leave him. Go, go and untie that guy's go and untie it. Because the spirit of God is working on your behalf. You don't need to think it. Just pray. God does the rest. How he does it, you do not know. But he's going to do it. So I was speaking to Amika. I say, oh, you came to church after a while. And I said, ah, Pastor, you know, the COVID thing made us get used to online. And that online just makes you lazy. You just want to be online all the time. But today is something. Something said. I said, oh, something. <laughs> something. It was the prayer of the saints, the ministry of the spirit. That was something that came to you and said, today, go to church. And you did not know why you were coming to church. When you got there, it showed you the wall. And when you looked at the wall, you asked, why is the wall like this? Something, something made you wake up. Something said. So Pastor, something just said, I must go and sit at Wimpy. And that means you, you connect with something, somebody. Something. The ministry of the Spirit. So, I'll read John fourteen eleven as we close. This is, what, this is what Jesus said from John 14, verse 11. Believe me when I say that I am the Father. I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Verse 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me. Will do whatever. I have been doing. He will do even greater things. Than these. The other version says. Greater works. Because I'm going to the father. Verse 13. 
And I will do whatever you ask in my name. I will do it. So that the son may bring glory. Glory to the father. Verse 14. You may ask me for anything in my name. And I will do it. 15. If you love me. And you'll obey what I command. If, if you're good soil. Check the soil. If you love me. And you'll obey what I command. If you're obedient to the things of God. Miracles will follow you. Verse 16. And I'll ask the father. And you'll give you another counselor. To be with you forever. 17. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. Because it is neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you. And he will be in you. So every time you pray. He will be in you. Whatever you ask. I'm going to do it because. He will be in you. He said, Jesus said, I don't do anything that I want to do. Everything I do is what my father says I should do. My father's word is in me. And because I operated in the power of my father's word in me, I'm going to do the same for you. I'm going to leave a spirit in you. So you can do the same when you pray. And whoever believes will do more than I have done. More than I, you've seen me do. You'll do more than I have done. Wherever you pray, things will change. Let us stand up. I want us to pray today, not for things to happen, but first and foremost, we're going to pray that we are good soil. Then we're going to pray that this good soil receives the spirit. Because come December, we're going to be having testimonies. Why? Because wherever the word of God is, there shall be something. So it's on your mark, get set. Because something is going to change. And something will happen. So we're going to pray. You're going you're gonna to ask God to make you good soil. I'm not going to guide you. But you're going to pray on your own. This has to be from your heart. This has to be you and God. This has to be no one forcing you. No one asking you. This has to be you desiring that there must be change in your life. That you're good soul. So that wherever you start having the power to pray. Because that's, that's asking for the anointing, the spirit to pray. Put the desire in me to pray. Do, do you know when it's prayer time how hard it is to pray? Why do you think it's like that? If I say it right now, 
Shout Manchester United. Yo, everybody will shout Manchester United easily. But when I say shout Jesus, some of you will find it hard to say Jesus. It, 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 it comes out but not with power. Why? Because there's a spirit that is choking you. Not wanting you to do that because it's so afraid that when you get the anointing to do it, things will change in your life. So it's working extra hard to keep you quiet. But you're going to ask God to give you the power to pray. Give you the power to pray because everything is in your tongue. So let's ask God for, 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 to make us Better, better, better ground. Just ask God to say, Father, please I pray that you make my, make my spirit a better spirit. Make me a better person. Make me good soil, Father. Make the word sit in me. Make the word change my life. Let the word give me faith. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bow before you right now in the mighty living name of Jesus. And I bring these, your children, before you right now, Father, by the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the mighty living name of Jesus. Let everyone that is here, Lord, this morning, O God of glory, be good soil for this season, O Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus. I pray a spirit of change, Father, upon their lives right now, upon their bodies, O Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus. And I declare, my Father, these are good soil, O Lord. Lord, these your children, they are good soil, my father. The word that is in them, my father, will manifest glory over their lives in the mighty living name of Jesus. And I pray an anointing over their lives right now, Father, by the power of the Spirit of God, my Lord. Let the Holy Spirit flow in them right now, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit anoint them for greater works, O Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit change the power of their prayer, my Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit help them and counsel them in terms of prayer, my Father. Give them the power. Give them the energy, my Lord, to begin to fight their beckers in the power of their prayer, Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus. Change is coming their way, oh God, because they are praying. They're calling your name, our Father, who art in heaven. We hallow your name, oh Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus. These, they shall hallow your name. They shall call your name, Father. Glory will manifest, oh Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus, glory is about to manifest in their lives, my Father. In the mighty living name of Jesus. Raise up your hands. I declare right now, Father, open heaven. Open heaven, O oh Lord. Pour down the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That when these your children pray, Father, manifestations of great works come around them, Lord. You say, whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, you will hear it and, and you will do it. Hear this prayer, Lord, right now. Hear this prayer, Father. Anoint them with power to pray. Anoint them with the power to pray in the name of Jesus. 
Amen.